Welcome to my Beauty Fuel Food by JJ, a yoga and wellness expert from New York living in Paris. JJ seeks out creatives and entrepreneurs who exemplify a vision of how to live a good life. Welcome to our very high vibrational lifestyle. So this afternoon, I have the pleasure of being with Helen, who is the founder of Act and Acre. And I just recently received the products and I absolutely adore them. This is actually, to be perfectly honest, our second go at this podcast because the first time around we had a technical error and we had a long discussion at the end about me and having a very bad relationship with my hair. And I will say that since then, Helen, if you can believe it, I have not gone to the hairdresser. Oh my God, this makes me so happy. Yes. I'm so delighted that you love the product. And uh, for me, that's just music to my ears. I, I absolutely love the product. And um, it really just changed the way I, I, I saw doing my hair and, 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 and my hair in general. So thank you so much. Um, and I would love to start by um, talking about your past because um, now that we've gotten to know each other a little bit, I know that you um, have a past as being a very um, successful hairdresser and that you worked in the fashion industry for a long time. And I think I'd actually like to start um, by asking you, what made you interested in doing hair? Oh, yes. I know. I love this question because I went down a very different route to what most hairstylists do. And so I actually started off like just loving doing hair as a hobby. And I thought it was just a hobby for a very long time and didn't really know that it could be a sustainable uh, career. And so as I left home to go off to college to study business, um, after college, I, you know, slowly realized, I think it's you, you get out into the big world, you meet new people, you start to see um, everything through three new eyes or in a very different way and meet really interesting people, I was introduced to a whole other world of hairstyling where you could work with celebrities, do fashion week, um, you know, really go into this kind of like creative world of hair um, instead of just the regular uh, working in a salon, which everyone has to start their career there. But I knew that I wanted to be more creative and, you know, work in the world of fashion. And so I started my career um, in London, but also soon, and then worked in a salon in Ireland for many years before I worked, or sorry, before I moved to New York to follow my dream for one opportunity to work at Fashion Week. And then the rest is really history. That's so amazing. And, uh, and so, you know, following our dreams is, then it just doesn't feel like work. And it does so seem like that has been your journey with Actonaker. But first, I'd also like to ask, what has your relationship been with your own hair? Well, yes, my early kind of like memories of hair was watching my mom do her hair. And, you know, we grew up in a very small town in Northern Ireland. And, you know, buying products or buying clothes wasn't, necess wasn't exactly uh, part of uh, my upbringing. I don't think my parents could really afford that kind of lifestyle. So I think her point of pride really was in her hair because it's something that she could you know, do herself. She was very good at hair as well. Um, and, you know, from a very young age, she would take such good care of my hair. Like she'd put her own hot rollers in, she'd do it for me, um, put hair masks in from a very young age. And so as I, you know, 
grew up into my adult life, I started to, you know, love doing my own hair. I started to understand, you know, I put a lot of time and effort into understanding the texture of it. Um, I have very fine blonde hair, but as a kid, it was quite straight. But actually, as I've got older, I have, you know, developed a new texture in my hair. And I think through, you know, taking care of my scalp and really kind of honing in on the long-term hair wellness um, has really resulted in me having a completely different texture as I've got older and being able to air dry my hair for the first time in my life as well. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. I mean, it's crazy how our hair can change so much and um, how it can change with age and the color can change. And yeah, it's, it's really something that transforms with us as our body does. It's crazy. Absolutely. And isn't that so beautiful that you can, you know, discover new things with your hair, with your skin, and just starting to learn to love how, you know, you are aging in a way, or I don't even like wor- using that word aging because I actually think that I get better at my makeup, I get better at my hair as I get older, and um, I just think it's really beautiful. I could not agree with you more, especially now that I've finally found a way to kind of like my hair a little bit better. So to talk about Acton Acre, because, you know, I'm already having such an amazing experience, tell us a little bit about this journey of the creation of this brand. Yes, well, it all happened in a Paris Fashion Week. So I was leading the show for Ralph and Russo. I was doing the hair um, at Couture Fashion Week in Paris. And my husband flew in to surprise me. So he was like, I'll come and support you. Um, so he arrived and he got to see or like a sneak peek behind the scenes, really, of what I actually did at Fashion Week. So he was like, I thought you only cut hair. And then he realized there's this whole other world to what I did. And, you know, I had a team of 30 hairstylists. We were creating a look. We were working with the designers. We had 50 models. And I was talking to him one evening about, you know, the hair not performing very well and how it wouldn't take a curl. It wouldn't go the direction you wanted it to go. He was like, oh, why? And he just didn't fully understand it. And I was like, because I've been at Fashion Week now for almost a month. I come into the very end of it, Paris being the last. And their hair is just like overdone with product. And their scalps are red raw just from like hairsprays, gels, various different products being added. And you can imagine they're just going to their hotel room and using the shampoo and the shower that, you know, isn't necessarily developed to help take care of your hair. And so this got him thinking. He was like, oh, wow, I didn't even know this was a thing. And so that set him off on, you know, this kind of like down the rabbit hole of, you know, considering a hair product, why it was important, why scalp health was so important. And he started asking me lots of questions. And then he called me when he got back to New York and he said, all right, that's it. I'm leaving my job and we're starting a brand. And I said to him, yes, and it has to be scalp care. That is pretty incredible. And what a leap of faith for him um, as well to just say, you know what? I trust you so much. And what you have in mind is the thing and it's going to work. What did you say when he told you? Oh, I knew straight away that, you know, with him, running it I knew it was going to happen <laughs> I said if you leave me to do it you know I'll, I'll create a great product but um, I don't know how it'll ever get to market because that's definitely on my side of things which is so funny um, and also he came from like a law background and he was just so into this he was so interested he believed in it so much I think he's also been my biggest fan you know in my career 
and he moved to New York for my career as well, which is really incredible. So he's always had this faith in me. And I think once the business side of him, seeing that there was a gap in the market that no one else was really doing this in this space, he's like, okay, there really is an opportunity here. And also like to debunk a lot of the myths in the hair care space that have been, you know, filled uh, through different media channels, through, um, you know, other traditional hair care brands. Um, and he was like, we need to debunk all this. We need to educate the consumer. And, you know, this isn't about a quick fix. This is about long-term hair wellness. Same way you treat your body, we need to treat our scalp and our hair. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really interesting and a totally different approach, I feel like. I mean, perfectly honest, before speaking with you, the only kind of relationship I really had with like scalp treatments was like going to the salon and then when you're getting your hair washed saying like, would you also like a scalp treatment? And then you kind of say no, because you don't want to pay more. And you kind of realize how important it actually is. Yes. And actually, it's it's really difficult to show someone how important it is. But we created a scalp camera as well. So I think that's really helped us, especially like when we're talking to press. I remember going into the Vogue office because they launched us in American Vogue in 2019. And they're like, but what's different about you guys? And I said, let me just show you under the microscope. And so, you know, two beautiful girls, beautiful hair. And, you know, they were very happy with their hair care routine. And I said, um, would you like to see your scalp? So we showed them their scalp. And they were horrified with what they seen under the scalp because to the naked eye, they can't see anything and they, they feel fine. But under the scalp camera, it's magnified by 300 times. So you can really see close up to the hair follicle and the dead skin that, you know, builds up in around that hair follicle that regular shampoos don't exactly remove. And also we use dry shampoos now. We don't wash our hair as often. Um, we're working out. We're in, you know, cities with a lot of pollution and they could see the dead skin, the oil build up, everything. And they were like, Oh wow. I just thought if you had dandruff, you had to look after your scalp, but no, it's everybody does. It's the same like your face. You never go a day without washing your face or, you know, in some point in your life, you're going to exfoliate it. I mean, we should exfoliate it way more often, probably. And, you know, hydrate it. But yet our scalp, we never consider it or think of it in that way. But it is an extension of our face. And it also ages six times faster than our face. And it's really important for, you know, that birth stage of growth with the hair and the hair follicle because that's the most important part and we have a hundred hairs every day that are birthing so they're in that stage of growth and that growth phase can be from five to seven years or even as little as two and ten years and as long as ten years so depending on you know your genetics and we really need to consider those a hundred hairs every day that they have the best environment to grow because, you know, blocking the hair follicle, build up dead skin, if you're, even your diet is so important for, you know, new hair growth. So if we're not taking care of that, then the hair doesn't have the best environment to grow. And that's what leads to uh, long term damage, hair thinning and um, all these other kind of like scalp and hair concerns. And we can actually prevent a lot of that. And what does this really close up microscopic image of hair follicle look like when it, uh, it's not healthy? I know you mentioned that it's there's dandruff and things like that, but I mean, I'm just trying to think of even like a normal head of hair when we have a little bit of dry skin, we can even see it. So I can't even imagine when you're up so close what you can even see. 
Yeah, I know. And a lot of people are freaked out at the beginning, but then all of a sudden they're like, what is this? I've never seen this before. And so it's quite exciting to show people because it is something new and innovative as well. And we're all very curious. And so under it, you can see like you can you can see the skin um, where exactly the hair follicle is growing from. So you can see if it's healthy around the hair follicle, the thickness and density of the hair. Um, in a bad scalp, you'll see a lot of information. So red skin, it should be like this white silver kind of almost shiny see through. And, you know, with a bad scalp, there'll be a lot of information, kind of a little bit, uh, you know, hard to look at, but like yellow, kind of like crusty sebum where the oil mixes in with the dead skin and there's a little bit of bacteria and that's what causes a lot of these scalp issues. And what a lot of people don't realize is that a lot of these scalp issues can be managed just by washing your hair more often with gentle products and using scalp care. And so there's this huge discussion um, about how many times to wash your hair a week and people that say they never wash their hair and people that wash their hair every day. What is the Acton Acre philosophy? So my philosophy is that everybody is different and it depends on your life cycle or sorry, your lifestyle, what city you're in, your hair texture, your hair type, what you're eating in your diet. Um, cause a lot of time, if you have a lot of saturated fats in your diet, you will produce more oil in your scalp. So you'll need to wash more often. So it's really that 360 approach where you're taking care of, you know, what you're putting inside your body, hair vitamins for hair growth, making it healthier and stronger, and then treating your scalp very well. And um, if you're working out a lot, I'd probably recommend washing more often, but it's also ensuring that you're not using silicones and not using sulfates that are stripping and the silicones are building up on the hair. So it actually, you know, over time can become quite damaging and take, take a lot of the curl pattern out of people's hair as well. And so it really is very different for everybody. And um, I know some people that don't wash their hair and they're fine, but who knows what that's going to look like in five to 10 years. Um, because, you know, as I said, the hair cycle goes through that period starting at minimum to, you know, to maybe 10 year cycles. Um, so they're not going to notice anything right now. It's actually the longer term in a few years that they might notice dullness in their hair or hair not growing properly. And um, so it is very important that the scalp is clean. But then some people, it really just depends on the person. Um, but I would recommend a minimum one time per week. I wash my hair three times, sometimes four times per week, depending on if I have something that I want my hair to look a certain way. But with a balanced scalp, you will find that your hair doesn't get as oily. And so you are able to get those two or three days out of it. What I do highly recommend is if someone's only washing their hair once a week or once every two weeks, is that they are definitely bringing in a scalp treatment of some sort, either a detox or, a, you know, salicylic acid and exfoliant. So not the heavy scrubs because they actually create micro tears. So you want to use a gentle acid like a salicylic lactic, any kind of the AHS, BHAs that work on just gently removing, balancing the oil, taking away the dead skin. Because if you think about it, imagine leaving your face for two weeks without washing it at all. You'd want to give it an exfoliant. You'd want to give it a double cleanse. You'd want to ensure that you'd actually cleansed it properly. I was actually thinking about um, face cleansing as soon as you started talking about uh the exfoliant because it's it's kind of interesting how it's a very similar phenomenon you know with the face it's not always good to go straight to that you know heavy 
grinding, um, granular exfoliant for the face. And it also depends on the person. It's really interesting. Exactly. I, I also find it super fascinating that you bring in um, diet. Um, so how, what does that mean to you? Well, for me, I am actually a qualified trichologist as well. And a huge part of that is um, around nutrition. So as well as like, you know, the scalp and what you, how you treat your scalp, but a lot of it um, is around what you're eating. So if you think about it, hair is actually just dead protein. And so if your body doesn't have enough protein, then it's not going to have enough to push out the hair. So your body actually sends vitamins and nutrients and proteins to every other part of your body first. The hair is the last to get it. So you can often find if somebody has, you know, very fine hair or it's falling out, Sometimes it could be an underlying a medical issue, like a health issue or diet issue. They're just not getting enough nutrients in their diet. And it's like your body doesn't need the hair. So it's like, yes, send it to all the organs first because they need it. And, you know, hair obviously being the last. And then you need biotin to break the protein down into amino acids so that it actually pushes it out. And that's the result is hair. Okay, that answers a lot of my questions. So what is what is your diet? My diet, okay, so very heavy in vegetables and um, grains. And, of course, I'm Irish, so I eat a lot of potato, <laughs> which everyone laughs at. But, yeah, a lot of uh, leafy grains. And, you know, I'm not a big meat eater or, you know, protein eater. So I just ensure that I have enough, like, through some fish um, and also through plant kind of based proteins like spirulinas and, you know, lots of things that I can add into smoothies in the mornings. Um, but everything's very light, a lot of, yeah, a lot of vegetables in my diet and, um, a lot of nutrients there that I know work in helping, you know, deliver nutrients like vitamin C, iron is a, a big one as well. So a lot of your leafy greens for iron. Um, and yeah, vitamin C is actually probably one of the most important because you need vitamin C for even iron to be absorbed as well. And iron's what keeps the hair strong. Very interesting. I did not know any of that. So thank you. I mean, it's funny because we think about um, how we feed ourselves for so many things. But once again, I think that very, very, very few of us think about it for our, actually our hair. And so many people talk about having, you know, extreme hair loss or, or things related to their hair. But never do we really think about what we're putting into our body. We think about it for our skin, maybe, but not necessarily for our hair. I know. And it's crazy. I think it's just we haven't been educated on it and trichology feels like a newish kind of area um, that focuses on the scalp because if you go to a dermatologist or a doctor, doctor's not really going to care about your hair because it is a cosmetic thing. But what they should be looking for is there must be something underlying in the body, like an autoimmune or something lacking in your diet. A lot of people lose um, hair around stressful times or after an operation or again, like just not having enough nutrients. And with, you know, the, the diet is just so important for this. And they also won't notice hair loss for about three to six months after an event. So they never really related to that stressful situation or maybe that diet that they went on that they weren't getting enough nutrients. So you won't actually see the effects of it for three to six months afterwards. Wow, that is really, really interesting. And what are some of the reasons, um, like kind of the more profound reasons that cause hair? I think stress is definitely probably one of the, the biggest ones. And I'm sure after the last year, a lot of people have experienced that. 
Um, it's definitely one of the top reasons. Um, the second one being kind of an autoimmune or some kind of illness, underlying illness that you don't know. But the good thing is that a lot of these are reversible. So you will have a diffuse hair loss, meaning that it's like just throughout the hair. Um, and usually if it's below 45, you know that, you know, this is only temporary. So it's great to know that, you know, making sure your diet is good, you're de-stressing, checking, you know, with your doctor, your bloods, making sure nothing is underlying there. Um, when you get to like the 40 plus, especially in men and women, and um, there are different patterns of hair loss that you can notice whether it's genetics or not. So you have female baldness pattern and male baldness pattern, and they're very specific as to where this area falls out. So it won't be diffuse, it won't be all over. Um, so you can recognize it in men through the, you know, the front temples and the crown. And in women, it's through the parting. Um, so it's very, you can definitely recognize these. And there are things that you can help, like um, there's natural remedies like saw palmetto. Um, but really, if it's a genetic a disorder, you do, you would have to go down more the medical route, taking medoxinol. Um, to, as a DHT blocker um, because that's really what is happening there that the hair is a falling out because of these genetic disorders. Well, thank you so much for clearing that up because I know that that's a big question for, for so many of us um, who question why. And, and um, so thank you for your expertise on this subject. You're very welcome. This is what I'm so passionate about. And I love that we can tell that, no, this is only temporary. We can help you. You know, obviously there are various different things like chemical burns and stuff like that, that you know, from people bleaching their hair or straightening their hair and that is irreversible as well. So it's always being mindful and careful about what you're actually putting on your hair as well. And I know that you also have um, a couple of routines um, for the Acton Acre products that you suggest um, for using them for scalp care. Do you think that you could share some of them with us? Yes, absolutely. One of my favorites, because it was what we launched with, is our Essentials Detox. And it really was about minimizing uh, your routine. And what you find is as well, once you start removing dead skin, sebum, uh, removing the silicones and sulfates, balancing the scalp, you start to see your natural hair texture coming through. It's much easier to manage. But again, it's not a quick fix. This is really about long-term health. So People who are using our products start to notice a huge difference after 60 and 90 days. And that's when we get the best reviews. People, you know, telling us how their scalp feels incredible, but also that their hair has just lo never looked better. It looks thicker. It looks fuller. They're starting to notice this texture come in. And it's really because silicones were designed in the 90s when straight hair was the fashion. And it's there to, like, make the hair smoother, flatter, and block out humidity but also what that does is it almost acts like a raincoat for the hair to stop any moisture getting in so the hair is not getting hydrated properly so our scalp detox is definitely my hero product i love it i use it once a week with our gua sha so the gua sha is you know beautiful jade stone from the ancient chinese medicine it helps you know a smooth the product into the scalp make it more effective but also I'm very much about energy as well. And it opens the meridians on the scalp, which are all connected to the lymph nodes. Wow. And um, so just overall, it's stimulating for the scalp and also takes stress levels down as well. Fantastic. And I would, I remember we did talk about this last time, but um, 
I know that you are also a big, you have this incredibly calming voice and have naturally, from what I can tell, a very relaxed um, attitude. What do you, I, I remember last time you telling me about something that really, really stuck with me. And it's something that you do with your employees and something that helps you a lot deal with stress. Do you mind sharing it again? Because I just find this amazing. Of course. And this is something that I love to share because I wish someone had sat me down a couple of years ago and said to me, if you do this one thing in your life, I promise you it is going to make all the difference. And it really has. And it's breath work and meditation. But I, I don't do meditation with the team because I think that's a very personal thing. But breath work, and especially when you're on calls back to back all day, you start to get a little overwhelmed. So it's just checking in with the team, making sure they're okay. If I'm on a call with them one to one, I'll say, would you like to start with, you know, some breath work? And, you know, they always say yes, because it really, they've said it's made such a big difference. And it's so easy to do. I actually learned this from my business coach and who I've worked with for the last year and a half. And it's just changed my life. So anytime I feel like there's too many calls, too much back to back, I'm getting stressed about something, I I will take myself out of my office into, you know, a nice room and I'll sit and do this breathwork session. And it's so easy. It is called square breathing. And so really what you do is you sit there for, you know, first minute, just recognizing, you know, your your body, feeling your feet, your hands, your knees, just your presence. And this really does make you more present as well um, after doing this session. So you do this for two minutes or you can count it on your hands. So seven cycles twice and it's called square breathing and you breathe in for seven, you hold for seven, out for seven, hold for seven and repeat that cycle, visualizing that square. And it's that simple little thing changed my life. I think that more bosses need to get on the bandwagon because this is just so it, it, I can imagine that it's such a release for and, and creates such a more relaxed workplace because everyone's kind of in the same mindset, really. Yes. And it makes you less reactive. I think you, you can sit down and actually think through stuff instead of just reacting to something. And I think that's so important, especially as a, you know, a leader in a company, you have you can't be reactive to everything. You have to be proactive. <laughs> yeah, no, no. And I, I give you so much respect for for doing that for your team because I can't imagine even how much they appreciate it. And so what do you do for you? Um, what are some of your daily routines in the life of, of Helen, um, entrepreneur, um, you know, hairstylist, so many things? Yeah. I mean, I've been living in Mexico for the last year and a half. So for me, it's going to the beach. Like that is the ultimate treat. Uh, like, and if anyone's ever been in Tulum before, the water here is magical. Um, just being, just being surrounded by the ocean is just incredible. And um, so that's what I do on the weekends to decompress. But my daily routines are very simple. Um, I get up and meditate and breath work in the morning. Um, I don't do yoga every day. I wish I did. I would love to, you know, I'm slowly trying to implement at least 20 minutes every day. But I sometimes go to a class or something like that as well. Um, but then I'll follow up with my 
hot water, lemon, celery juice, um, and some fruits. And I start my day, and then during the day, I'll take breaks to go do some breath work just to like be mindful, read a little bit if I can, because I know just being away from your computer for a little bit. Um, beauty routine, something I've got really into. Um, I met this incredible girl from Canada who's been doing vitamin infusions with my skin. And to, I've, I've been rolling my face, you know, like a derma roller, like a very, very small needle so that it, you know, I can't do any damage. And so I have a little bit of sun damage from my 20s, not a little, quite a lot actually. And so I've been trying to fix that for the last year and it's really been working. I've seen such a difference. Um, she introduced me to Environ products, which I've just been absolutely loving. Um, but another favorite of mine is Paula's Choice Salicylic Acid. And I love our salicylic acid um, peppermint uh, scalp scrub. So this this just kind of just works beautifully with that. This is a salicylic acid um, toner. And that has just been amazing, especially when you live in humid weather. I feel like your skin feels clogged a lot. So it's been really good um, with that. But very simple. I just use beautiful oils on my skin. Um, I don't wear a lot of makeup unless I'm going out somewhere. So it's very, very simple. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your tips with us and your story. To finish, I would just like to ask, what is in the future for Act in Asia? Oh, yes, I love this because obviously my favorite part of it is the creative and product development. So we have lots of exciting new and innovative products coming for different scalp issues and hair types. And um, yeah, that's really what I'm very excited about. Everything for me. Um, I've been developing products since uh, 2016 now. Um, so we're constantly trying to innovate, be new to the market, also have more problem solution focused products so that we're really providing products that people need for issues. Thank you so much, Helen, for taking the time to share all of this amazing knowledge and to share your really kind heart and just incredibly relaxed energy. It's such a pleasure to chat with you. Oh, it's so lovely to chat with you too. Thank you so much for having me.